is it possible that the life maker knows more about life living than you do? Dr. Tony Evans says where you wind up in your search for understanding depends on where you begin. Until we adopt that mentality, we're not operating from the wisdom that is from above. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. Wisdom is more than knowledge. It's understanding how to apply what you know to real-life circumstances. And that's a good thing to know when your situation turns sour. Let's join Dr. Evans as he explains how God can use your past experiences to rebuild your future. Biblical wisdom is the capacity to apply truth to life. It is the ability to identify the indentations and the protractions of a puzzle in order to fit them together so that you get a clear picture of what your movement ought to be. Wisdom is the ability to take the right information, use it in the right way to arrive at the right destination. The fact that wisdom is not normative in our society today is being clearly demonstrated by the confusion that exists in our lives and in our world. Biblical wisdom involves a goal, always the will of God, Biblical wisdom involves a means, the process of getting there. And biblical wisdom assumes a maturity that is a perspective where you decide that you're going to get there the way that is prescribed. There are a couple of key components to wisdom. I refer, first of all, to the book of Proverbs where we read in chapter 2, my son, If you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom. Incline your heart to understanding. For if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasure, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. He says wisdom involves knowledge and understanding. The two things that must get married if you want to have a baby called wisdom. Without this marriage of knowledge and understanding, there'll be no pregnancy of wisdom. He says, to get wisdom, you got to treat it like silver or hidden treasure. You got to dig for it. And the reason God will make you dig for wisdom is he wants to know whether you really want it. He wants to know whether you're serious about having truth applied to life so that he is the governing force of decision making and direction for life. He says, the wisdom from above brings order and peace The wisdom from the earth brings conflict and consternation because it's coming from the wrong source. Sometimes we think that because we are go to church or religious or believe the Bible, we're wise. No, the Bible gives you the wise information, but that doesn't graduate to wisdom until understanding has gotten married to it. 
So what we do is we take, a, we take some biblical information, which is where you start. We don't marry it to understanding, and we wonder why things still don't work. When Anthony was young at Christmas time, and I bought a bike. I had to put the bike together, and it came with washers, bolts, and all this stuff, all this stuff. It just, I put it all out. It came with a thick book. <laughs> this book said, um, instruction manual. Now, when I was fixing the bike, I was working on my master's degree. So I've, I'm an intelligent black man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm intelligent. I, I don't need this because I can figure this out on my own. I, I don't want all this. So I laid out everything. Eight hours later, <laughs> with just the handlebars on, <laughs> Lois came to the door, and in her nice, sweet voice, she said, could it be? <laughs> Is it possible that the bicycle maker knows more about bicycle assembly than you do? And then she walked away. Is it possible that the bicycle maker knows more about bicycle assembly than you do? So let me ask you a question. Is it possible that the life maker knows more about life living than you do, than I do, than we do? Is it possible that he has a better way of approaching life, all of life, than we can come up with on our own? Until we adopt that mentality, we're not operating from the wisdom that is from above. And it is compromised from demonic wisdom in the name of social acceptance, educational degrees, professionalism, which cancels out the benefit of the wisdom that is from above. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3.19, that the wisdom of the world is foolishness to God. He says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 19, verse 22 and 25, he says God puts the wisdom of man to flight. In other words, whenever he sees that his truth is being challenged by man's thoughts, he is coming up with a way to confuse it, to make it known to you, me, and the society, if you leave me out, you invite chaos or what he calls disorder. So all the chaos you're seeing is men at their best. Whether it's racial chaos, economic chaos, social chaos, all the chaos is you're seeing the brilliance of men independently of God. That is not only true broadly, it's true personally, and I am certain that there are plenty of people here who can testify that if you could go back, if you could moonwalk it, you would have chosen differently in light of what you know now because the wisdom of God was abandoned and the repercussions of the chaos was the result. When Jonathan was in college, I, for some reason... He got into pit bulls. He got into pit bulls. And one day, 
He brought three pit bulls home from college. Now, we weren't going to let them in the house. So there was a post in the backyard. We said, no, you got to tie them up on the post. Now, pit bulls have big heads, okay? They got huge heads. They didn't want to be tied up. So they kept bucking being tied up at the post. So they decided to figure out with their big heads how to get from this. But what they did was they wrapped themselves further around the post with their big heads. They kept trying to pull themselves away and the more they pulled, they were going in the wrong direction and the, and the, the, the rope got shorter and shorter because their big heads were taking them in the wrong route. Jonathan came out to unwrap them. But remember, their heads are big. And they didn't want to be pulled in another direction. They were resistant of being taken in another direction. They insisted on going their own way. As the scripture says, there is a way that seemeth right to man. But the end thereof is the way of death. They kept pulling to go their own way, but they're strong. And Jonathan just kept trying to pull them back. But you got to understand, they got big heads. Too many of God's people have big heads. And we insist on our own way. The Bible calls it pride. When we insist on our way and not his way. And as a result, we find ourselves tied up in knots. Circling the wrong way. Because the wisdom that is from above has been abandoned. And we bear, we all do to varying degrees, the repercussions of that. So Proverbs 14, 12, yeah, there is a way that seems right, but the end shows we're wrong. God is so passionate about not going to illegitimate means for wisdom. That's why he says in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 10 to 12, he says, don't go to no palm readers. Don't go to a horoscope. How in the world are you going to look at the news about what sign are you? What sign are you? You better talk to the one who made the Zodiac. What sign are you? He says, you know, that's divination. He says, that's witchcraft. That's going to the creation and bypassing the creator to look for wisdom. That is from hell to use astrology as a means of giving you guidance. That is an insult to the creator. And he condemns it worthy of death when wisdom is sought from hell when we as believers have access to heaven. So he says, who is the wise one? Where there's order back in your life, back in your sphere, back in your place of operation. So the question on the floor is, okay, okay, what do I have to do to get it? I want it. I'm willing to dig. I'm willing to treat it like silver or a hidden treasure. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be on the surface. I'm not just coming to church. I, I want wisdom. I want, I want divine insight for life so I can apply truth to life's realities. Three things. The first thing is fear of God. Proverbs 9 verse 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fear God. Now, the word fear in the Bible when it's talking about fearing God does not mean walking around doing this. The word fear means to take God seriously as opposed to taking God casually. If you're a casual Christian, you don't fear God. 
You know, if, you, if you're a casual Christian, you're not taking God seriously. Okay, you're driving down the highway. You're going down the highway. You're driving down the highway. You're minding your own business. But on the on-ramp comes a police car. And the police car pulls up beside you. For most people, a number of things are going to get ready to happen. Number one, you're going to start looking down at your speedometer. Your eyes are going to flip to the right to check to see if he's looking at you. Your right leg is going to go north off of the accelerator, especially if you're in front of him or her. It's going to move left toward the brake because you will have been affected by their presence. Once they show up in the vicinity, you won't do like you were doing because you're now driving with a consciousness of their presence. This happens also when you know there's a police car down the road. You haven't even gotten to it yet and you're slowing down because you are aware of their presence. If one is traveling beside you and then it pulls off to the side and exits, you go back to driving like you were normally driving because you're no longer driving with an awareness of its presence. God says, I want you to live in light of my presence. And when you live in light of my presence, that means you're going to adjust. You're going to change. You're going to tweak. Why? Because you are aware that I am walking beside you. Or if you're a believer, I'm walking in you. And therefore, you are living your life with divine awareness, which means you fear God. Dr. Evans will unpack that thought for us when he returns in just a moment. Stay with us. It's easy to feel anxious and wonder where the good news is these days. But in The Best of Tony Evans 2023, you'll find messages of hope and certainty that are both timely and timeless. These 10 CD messages and 10 digital downloads are Dr. Evans' most listened to sermons from this past year. Now you can get them along with a copy of his brand new devotional book, Transformed by the Trinity. Head over to TonyEvans.org to get this special year-end package of help and hope. That's TonyEvans.org. And the lesson you're hearing today is part of the Best of Tony Evans 2023. As our gift to you, we'll send this giant collection of 20 full-length audio messages, plus his newly released devotional book, Transformed by the Trinity, when you support Tony's ministry with a year-end contribution. This is a limited-time offer, so make the arrangements right away by visiting TonyEvans.org or call our Resource Center at one 800 800-3222. Team members are standing by to help with your request day and night. That's 1-800-800-3222. Well, Dr. Evans is back now with the second part of today's message. All of us have electricity in our homes. Electricity is to be feared, meaning to be highly respected. Now, electricity is very beneficial when you plug an electrical cord in it. But what you don't do is put a screwdriver in it because the thing designed to help you can hurt you. Not because it's trying to hurt you, it's just not you not approaching it right. To fear God means to approach him right. To live in light of who he is and what he said. And when you find out you are not doing that or haven't done that, the biblical answer is to repent and get back on track so that you are now living in light of his presence. 
So the first thing is the fear of God, Proverbs 9, 10, is the beginning of wisdom. That just gets you started. The second thing is developing your intimacy with Christ. Because Colossians chapter 2, verse 3 says that all the hidden wisdom is in Christ. The treasure of wisdom, he calls it the treasure of wisdom, is found in Christ. Now, Christ is the second member of the Trinity. He is the eternal son of God. And uh, what he does is he is the treasure holder of all wisdom on all subject matter. So he is the, he is the maintainer of the app. And he all treasure, it says, belong to Christ. So you fear God. You, take, you live in his awareness and you draw closer to the Savior. When you pursue intimacy with Christ, the word for the, in the scripture is abiding. It means you're hanging out with him. You're cultivating intimacy with him. You're not just doing the religious thing. You're getting close to a person, not merely going to a program. See, coming to church can be going to a program without pursuing a person. He wants you to pursue a person, and the program simply facilitates that. He says uh, the intimacy with Christ is hidden. It's hidden. All the treasures of wisdom. So everything about everything is in him. And when you have somebody that knows that much, you want to hang out with him. Now, I told y'all there are two ways to drink tea. Some people are dippers. They dip the bag up and down, up and down. Now, if you're a dipper, that's a lot of work. You got to use this arm. You got to go up and down. Then you get in this hand, you get a spoon. Then you put the bag on the spoon and you wrap the string around the bag. Take your finger, press it down on the bag to get the juice inside the water because you're a dipper. I'm not a dipper. I'm an abider. When I drink tea, I drop the bag in the water and I just let it hang out. That's all. Just, I just let it hang out. And, and, and the longer it hangs out, the darker the water gets. The transformation begins to occur because the relationship has been allowed to flow in and out of one another. See, a lot of Christians are dippers. They dip in on Sunday morning then they dip back out. They dip in with God, then they dip back out. They want a little God on Monday, but they don't need him on Tuesday. They may visit him on Wednesday, but they'll skip Thursday and Friday. But they know they're going to dip back in on Sunday. And God is not interested in a dipping situation. He's interested in an abiding situation. He wants you to hang out with him. And the more you hang out with him based on his word, the more the intimacy grows, which means the more wisdom is dispensed. And the more wisdom is dispensed, the better decisions that are made or the better errors that are corrected. So he says, you must fear God. He says, all the treasures are in your relationship with Christ. And then he says, ask. Remember back in James chapter one, verse five? But if any one of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach. He won't hold back on you. Hmm. He says, if you just ask, you fear me, you're drawing near to me, then all you got to do is ask. And what I will do is I will download 
information from the app to give guidance for the life. Doesn't mean that there won't be detours. It doesn't mean there won't be accidents. It doesn't mean that there won't be construction. It doesn't mean there won't be traffic backup, but you'll have an app available to you that dispenses wisdom, the ability to apply truth to life's realities. That will be available to you for life. It's called wisdom. He says, and if you commit it to me, then all you got to do is ask. And he says, and you ask in faith, Without doubting, he says, confident that I'm going to do what I told you I'm going to do. And it comes in a million different ways. Sometimes he brings you an idea. Sometimes he brings a person who gives you an idea. Sometimes he puts a situation in place that shows you another way that you ought to go. He, he reroutes things and twists things and turns things and redirects things and cancels things and bypasses things. And you thought it was luck or chance when it was the providence of God. That was moving things in the direction he wanted you to go. But either it won't happen or you won't see it if it does happen. Because the relationship is not where you know what his voice sounds like. You you, you don't know how he talks, how he moves, how he constructs. Reminds me of the guy with the, brought a a chainsaw. He was a forester and he, he wanted to, he was just beginning, he wanted to cut down trees. So he went and he brought a chainsaw. The proprietor of the store said, this is the best chainsaw that you could ever have. Doesn't get any better than this. Most expensive one. He says, oh, great. He says, you'll cut down a lot of trees. The gentleman left. He came back the next day. He said, I was out all day and this chainsaw didn't do nothing. It didn't cut down one tree. It didn't cut down a half a tree. You've sold me a piece of junk. He said, that's the best chainsaw going. He said, no, 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 you sold me junk. This doesn't work. Friday said, let me see that chainsaw. He pulled the cord. The man said, what's that noise? You've been taking the thing and hitting the tree with it. See, he didn't understand how to use what he had. So I challenge you today to pursue wisdom and dig for it. How? First question, what does God say on the subject? That's the first question. Then you ask God, okay, now how do I apply what you say to my situation? God's got all this stuff back here taken care of. You just need to know who to talk to. Any man like wisdom, let him ask of God. And we can do that with confidence today because Christ's sacrifice made a way for us to approach God. Dr. Evans lays it all out at TonyEvans.org. Just click on the link at the top of the homepage that simply says Jesus. If you want to discover what a relationship with the God of the universe can look like, we encourage you to check it out today. Again, that's TonyEvans.org. Well, today's message on wisdom is part of our special year-end compilation, The Best of Tony Evans 2023. As I mentioned earlier, this giant collection is available for a limited time as our gift when you help support Tony's ministry with a generous year-end contribution. In addition to the 20 audio messages, if you contact us right away, we'll also include a copy of his new devotional book, Transformed by the Trinity, a giftable and captivating work bound in a Milano soft-tone cover that looks and feels like leather. 
Simply visit TonyEvans.org to get the details and make the arrangements. Or call our Resource Center at 1-800-800-3222, where team members are ready to help you day and night. Again, that's 1-800-800-3222. The Bible teaches that as disciples of Jesus, we are in Christ. But it also says Christ is in us. Hmm, so which is it? Well, Dr. Evans will sort that out tomorrow as he takes a look at the work of the Holy Spirit, focusing on what it means to be anointed. I hope you'll join us. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 